0: What is up everybody? Welcome into Tide Talk Live. Stacey Blackwood riding solo today as we dive into another episode of the show. We're going to be looking at a couple different things today. Uh, not going to be an extremely long episode. We're going to be looking at the transfer portal and some of the news and notes that we kind of need to be keeping up with uh, in terms of the Alabama Crimson Tide. And then also, the SEC earlier this week uh, released the 2024 uh, schedule for each of the teams. So we're going to be looking at at, at the complete schedule But most notably, some of the high notes or or some of the bigger games on that schedule and just quickly go over those. Uh, But as always, make sure you do like, share and subscribe to our channel today. We are closing in on twenty five hundred subscribers on YouTube. We're also free and available wherever you find podcasts now on the Believe Network as well. So proud to be a part of that fantastic network over at Believe. All right. Let's just start with the portal. And and what I want to do is start with a question. And I want you to jump in the comments and let us know your, your thoughts on this. Which transfer portal target do you want Alabama to land the most? Jump in the comments and let us know right now. Also, give us a roll tide in the comments. Let us know where you're watching our show from as well. All right, so there's there's a handful of guys that are going to be in on campus in Tuscaloosa this weekend. And, and if you notice a trend here uh, with who Alabama seems to be targeting the heaviest at at this point in the transfer portal, it's front seven defensive players. Uh, you look at what Alabama could potentially be losing to the NFL draft uh, this season. You know Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell, Justin Aboiby. Uh There's a potential that Deontay Lawson could go pro. Trez Marshall's a senior, so there is a ton of front seven players that are potentially moving on to the NFL draft. Even a guy like Q Robinson could decide to, to not take his COVID year and move on to the NFL draft. So there's a lot of edge defenders, defensive linemen. Uh, Tim Smith's another guy along the defensive line that could go pro. So there's just there's a potential that Alabama could be replacing a ton of, of valuable members of that front seven of the defense. And I think you see that, and, and the coaches kind of understand that as well, that, that Alabama could could be in a situation where there's a lot of attrition in the front seven. So you look at some of these names that Alabama is kind of going after and that that the, these guys are going to be on campus this weekend, at least a few of them are. So uh, you look at the two Texas A&M guys, LT Overton, Fidel Diggs, two guys that were five-star players, really good SEC players. You know that they can produce at this level of college football. So uh, those two guys are going to be on campus this weekend. Huge potential gets for Alabama if they could land both or even one of those guys. I think both those guys, either one of those could come in and make an instant impact for Alabama. And if you look at what Coach Saban has done in the past, as far as the transfer portal goes, he really doesn't go after guys that he doesn't believe can be instant contributors to his football team. So I I think with all these guys that we're going to look at, and especially with Diggs and Overton, they are proven SEC-caliber defensive players. So I think that's critical for, for what Nick Saban's looking for, and those two guys are phenomenal football players, former five-star prospects who have had a ton of production, you know, within the SEC. Also, keeping it within the SEC, Tennessee edge rusher uh, Tyler Barron, a guy who had four or five sacks this year for the Volunteers, a really good pass rusher, you know, six four six five 6'5", around 240, uh, a guy that, could you know, built a lot like Dallas Turner, uh, but with long arms, great athleticism, could come off the edge and make plays for Alabama. He's gonna, he's gonna uh, probably visit Alabama as well. You can imagine the long list of, of teams that are looking for him. Georgia, uh, you know, he, Tennessee's wanting to keep him, obviously, but he's in the portal. Uh, Ohio State's in the mix. So there's some high quality programs that are going to be going after Tyler Barron as well. Another name to watch, another great edge defender, uh, Tennessee San Antonio, our Texas San Antonio edge rusher. Uh, Trey Moore, a guy who had either 13 or 14 sacks for the Roadrunners this past season. Look, I know he's coming from a group of five school but if you can get 14 sacks against any level of competition, that is impressive. So he's getting a lot of looks from some power five programs, and Alabama is one of those teams as well. So uh, just I just want you to notice the trend of what Coach Saban and his staff are looking for. It's defensive linemen and edge rushers because of the attrition that is, is most likely going to happen to those position groups. You know, whether it's in terms of the NFL draft, and there's always the possibility – that you know, po, you know, once the postseason for Alabama is over, you know, they're in the middle of a of a, of a college football playoff run, so there's not going to be a ton of guys for Alabama entering the portal at this specific time. So, not only is there a chance of guys moving on to the NFL draft, but once the season is complete, there's a great opportunity for other players, you know, that are that are down on the depth chart to to enter their name into the portal. So Alabama's got to make up for that, and and nobody has managed their roster better than Nick Saban has at Alabama, you know, in his 17 years there. So, and especially with the transfer portal kind of a part of that now, Coach Saban has done such a masterful job of of keeping uh, the team together and then bringing in some new faces that can be instant impact players for his team. So, uh, you think of guys like Jermaine Burton and Trez Marshall, both those guys from Georgia, proven SEC caliber players, both made impacts on this team for Alabama, both Burton for two seasons and Trez Marshall this year for Alabama. So um, it's just important to remember that nobody does a better job of managing their roster than what Coach Saban does at Alabama. So uh, don't don't be in a frantic if once the season's over, you see a lot of guys portal out from Alabama. It's just part of the process now. you got to live with it. The transfer portal is here to stay, and until there's some legislation on it, uh, you're not going to see uh, anything change from this standpoint because there's going to be guys, I think there's like 1,500 players in the portal right now. I, I think before it's all said and done, it's t- in terms of before the 2024 season, there's going to be an excess of 2,000 of players in the portal, and and that's just part of college football right now. And, and we just have we just have to live with it. All right, next topic. Earlier this week, like I mentioned, the SEC released the schedule uh, for 2024 for all of its uh, programs. And, and look, Alabama's got a tough schedule in 2024. And and if you look at this schedule, we're going to run down the schedule completely, but then we're just going to touch on the high notes before we wrap up the show. Uh, but but all those people in favor of a nine-game SEC schedule, when you look at these schedules for, for all these teams, I'm not sure a nine-game SEC schedule uh, is a good idea. From a playoff standpoint, if your goal is to get to the playoff and the committee has kind of shown they're really not too concerned with strength of schedule, why do you want to burden yourself with another tough conference game? So that's just something to kind of note as well. But let's look at the album of schedule. They're going to open up the season August 31st against Western Kentucky at home. Another home game the next week against South Florida. Then they will make the trip to Madison, Wisconsin to take on the Wisconsin Badgers, a Power 5, team you know on the road early in the season great test for nick saban in alabama and one thing you're going to notice this year as well or, or excuse me next season in 2024 is two open dates for the for each team because the season the way that the calendar falls and the season starts in the month of august instead of in september so you're going to see an extra open date for these teams and Alabama gets their open date the fourth week of the season before the big home matchup against georgia on september 28th then they're back on the road the next week at vanderbilt South Carolina at home, at Tennessee, Missouri at home. Then you see that next off week before they travel to Baton Rouge to take on LSU, back at home for Mercer, then on the road for new SEC member Oklahoma right before they take on Auburn in the Iron Bowl to close out the 2024 season. So not an easy stretch uh, for Alabama in 2024, a really tough slate. And I just want to kind of touch on, the, the high notes and the, and the marquee matchups. And and obviously the biggest game is home versus Georgia and Kirby smart on September 28th, you know, Alabama's fourth game of the season. So we're going to get an early chance to see, you know, what this team is made of next year in 2024. And that's going to be a lot of fun. But what I really wanted to focus on was these road games for Alabama. I mean, it would be tough to find three road matchups as our four road matchups as tough as Wisconsin in the, in the non-conference slate then you get at Tennessee, at LSU, and at Oklahoma. That is a brutal four-game stretch of road games for Nick Saban and Alabama, and that's going to be tough to navigate. And I I just want to kind of of say this, and especially moving to a 12-team playoff, you look at the the conference realignment and how tough the SEC is now with 16 teams with Texas and Oklahoma coming in. Look, the the goal used to be to be 12-0. Now I think you got to look at ten and two being a fantastic season when you look at this type of schedule, when you're playing at Wisconsin, at Tennessee, at LSU, and at Oklahoma, all in one season. Oh, and by the way, one of your other home games is against Georgia. Man, that that's tough. So uh, I think fans need to kind of, you know, damper, uh, you know, tamper down their expectations just a little bit as far as win losses go. Uh, and to me, if you can go ten and two. Uh, with this conference realignment and with the playoff expansion, you got to feel good about what kind of football team you have. So, uh, you know, those are just those those four road games are going to be extremely brutal for Alabama, and, and you get you get it kind of early in the season in Week Three, traveling all the way to Wisconsin to take on the Badgers, who who by the way just got a big transfer. A uh, quarterback uh, from Miami, Tyler Van Dyke, a really good player, uh, has has a lot of college experience. And, and Luke Fickle's kind of rebuilding that program uh, there in Wisconsin. So that is not going to be an easy game for Alabama by any stretch of the imagination. So, uh, And you look at playing at Oklahoma the week before the Iron Bowl, definitely a tough situation for Coach Saban in Alabama. But, look, that's what you're here for. That's what you play the games for. Looking forward to that for the 2024 season. But there's still work to be done here in 2023, a date with Michigan on New Year's Day in the semifinals of the college football playoff. We're going to be talking about that leading up to the game. We'll be back here in a couple days. Jake will be joining me as we kind of look ahead to that matchup and get you prepared for that game uh, there uh, in Pasadena. But that's going to wrap up our show. Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure you do like, share, and subscribe today. And like I mentioned, jump in the comment section and let us know which of the transfer portal targets you would like to see Alabama land the most this cycle? Please let us know in the comments section below. We'll see you guys real soon. But until then, roll tide. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming. And we hate the people responsible for them.